In the Fuzzy Memories podcast, we celebrate the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We're three latchkey kids who made it out alive. And in each episode, we break down all the culture that popped one year at a time. Whether it's the birth of legends. I'm Lyme disease free today and I have Whitney Houston and MTV to thank. (laughs) Or audacious moves. Imagine also the the poor Golden Gate Bridge. You turn 75 and people have a party on you. I don't want that. Or even confusing PSAs. In the stop, drop, and roll. I mean, we would, I assume as an adult, I would catch on fire weekly. All the time! (laughs) We've got a take that will make you laugh. We've also got thoughts on all sorts of random phenomena and the most unmitigated of golf. Why sharks can't be trusted, people can't be trusted, and rivers can't be trusted. (laughs) It's collusion. It's of the highest degree! Uh Uh-huh. You were counseling me to start my remarks with, first of all, bitch. <laughs> that one, everyone in that room would have snapped to attention. It's going to be basically coffee lids, shark revenge, and then maybe like Matt gets. <laughs> we need to do something about him. Join us every other Wednesday to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of the weirdest decades. If I could tell my 14-year-old self from 1990 that I would be eating in a cheesecake factory in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills, I'd be like, we did it. We, we did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Fuzzy Memories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. Hey, Broads and Books listeners, we are going to be at the Des Moines Book Festival on March 28th. That's right. And not just there. We are going to do a live podcast on the main stage. Live and in person. In person. We are so excited to meet some of our listeners and share some new recommendations with you. Plus, this festival is going to be huge. It's hosting some big names, including Taylor Jenkins Reid. What? Chuck Klosterman. Come on. Tayari Jones. Yeah. And Laura Prusca. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> so many of our faves. You can also be a part of the event by submitting a question that we might answer live on stage. You could be name-checked on stage. On stage. So if you need a good book recommendation or you're curious about us, you have a question, submit that to us at admin at broadsandbooks.com. And you can find that email as well on our website. Submit your question by March 26th for a chance to be featured at the event. Mark your calendars and get ready for a great time with the broads. Hello, and welcome to Broads and Books, the podcast with one unique theme, four hand-picked book recommendations, and two broads. I'm Amy. And I'm Erin, and this is episode number 53, Haters Gonna Hate. Again. Again. (laughs) Again. Aaron, we did this episode did. back in number three. Was it number three? It was number wow. three. Haters gonna hate. 50 episodes later. Yeah. Here we are. And you know what that means. I mean, there's 52 weeks in a year, so this is slightly like off, but it's been a year. It's a leap year. Yeah. Yes. It's just, it threw everything off, but threw this is up. technically, this episode mm-hmm. comes out on our year anniversary. We've been at this a year, y'all. A year. Yeah. I don't know why I just said y'all. y'all. I don't think I've ever said y'all. We're at a year, y'all. We relocated to the south. I don't know why I turned into Reese Witherspoon all of a sudden, but I did. <laughs> and just wanted to, yeah, include all of you. All yeah. y'all. All y'all. God, so that you feels know. dirty. I don't yeah, like it. Why I don't is that like weird? I don't know. It just didn't sound, no, didn't feel so, good. No, it doesn't no. at all. Let's not, Mm-mm. let's forget about that. Okay. We'll okay. Back, back to, <laughs> hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. It's been a year. It's been a year. So, so we decided to yeah. uh, celebrate by revisiting one of our favorite themes. Yes. And people love this theme, too. Yes. We yeah. had a lot of great feedback about this theme. Yeah. We loved doing this theme. It was about uh, characters that we just love to hate. Love to hate them. Often reprehensible. <laughs> <laughs> reprehensible. <laughs> but we love them anyway. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And But we thought... We kind of covered some of the things that we hate in our lives in that episode. So if sure you didn't did. have a chance to listen, yeah. now's a great time mm-hmm. to go back. And in really every episode ever yeah. since. Yeah. yeah, We talk a lot about our hates. Yeah. Which, as you should, I Define think. Define us. But we thought we'd do a little retrospective mm. time and think about this last year. 
so one thing that we has been asked about mm -hmm. to us a lot yeah. and things that keep um, getting brought up when people talk to us about preparing for the podcast mm -hmm. and how we're doing it in the future is our reading habits. Yes. So have you, how have your reading habits changed since we started the podcast, Amy? Well, two things. I, I think I've discovered I am much quicker to quit books yes. now mm -hmm. because I know I don't got enough time to no. waste on a book I'm no. feeling meh about. Yeah, meh isn't going to yeah. cut it. No. So no, I'm waiting for a book to grab me, mm -hmm. which I, I think is good in a lot of ways. Maybe I'm missing out on some good books that I just didn't have the patience for, but mm -hmm. that has changed. Mm -hmm. um, but kind of related to this, I think it's hilarious that people <laughs> will often tell us, you read all those books in a week? Yeah, we've heard that multiple times multiple from people. times. Mm -hmm. And we say, no, we've been preparing for this our entire lives. Forever. So we are, you know, going all through our 40-some yes. years of this life. This is a marathon, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, headphones fell off on that one. <laughs> I like it when I can make you laugh so hard that your headphones fall off. Have your habits changed, Erin? Yeah, same. Yeah. I mm -hmm. feel we've talked about this a lot that I feel the exact same way. I quit things way sooner sure. because especially or even ones that maybe I would finish, but I yeah. think I don't think I'd recommend this. Exactly. That's so, what that's what is in my yeah. mind now a lot is, you know, I don't want to just recommend something I'm only sort of meh about. Yes. Yeah. We're, see, listeners, this is what we do. We're dedicated to you every minute of our reading lives. God, we are thinking about you constantly. Yes. But that also brings up one of the parts that I think is the hardest about this podcast mm -hmm. is that you give so many good recommendations. You sure do. And then I don't, I, they go to the bottom of my to read because oh, for sure. no. you've already recommended it. Yes. So I'm like, oh, I really want to read that, but I'm going to read these books first because, yes. you know, I got to be up on my reading. That is for sure. One yeah. thing that's happened to me too. Yeah. I want to read so many things that you mentioned. And at first I started to, and yes. then I was like, oh, this is going to be a real bad thing. Yeah. If I take this amount of time to read every book that Aaron recommends. Right. Can't same, do it. Same. Can't I've read it. a lot of the graphic novels you've recommended because mm -hmm. those are obviously, it's a little bit quicker of a reading yeah. experience generally, but yeah, it's such a bummer because sometimes you'd say one, I'm like, oh, I want to read that. And then mm -hmm. I think, when? <laughs> Our life is hard, Aaron. So hard. It's real hard. That made something awesome sound bad and it's <laughs> not like... Seriously. But thinking of like, you know, we've learned a lot in the last year. Yes, absolutely. What do you think has been a hard thing about starting a podcast? Something that we had to learn? Oh, gosh. Um something that we had to learn. Well, for me, the, all the mechanics of it are so far outside my range of abilities, which is why Amy does all of that. <laughs> so Amy has really, we couldn't, like literally there would be no podcast because it would just be me talking into a microphone and maybe recording it on my phone. I don't know. I mean, that would work too. Yeah. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, it would. We know People it would love you and your voice. They'd be like, this is terrible. What is happening? <laughs> yeah. That may be true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So mm -hmm. that, I mean, for me, that was a scary learning curve that then I just gave to you. So yeah, that was great. great. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I think is getting over the worry. Like this yes. is... This is what I'm going to say, and yes. I'm saying it, and you know, this yep. is how I felt about that book. Mm -hmm. Whether or not that's your reading experience, that's the great thing about books. Mm -hmm. They bring something different all the time. Absolutely. But at first, I could tell, I felt always in my head like, oh, is that, am I saying yes. that right? Or am I explaining that right? Yeah. Is, are you going to get the real essence of it? Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I think you're right. There's been a little bit of an experimentation of like, how much do we talk about what happens in the book versus our own reaction? Like, how much yes. do we reveal? How much don't we don't we reveal? Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I think we kind of still adjust to this day. Yeah, to how we're doing that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But beyond that, yeah, the, the technology um, that was that was a challenge to figure out how does one create a podcast? <laughs> and there was a lot of research involved in that and a lot of, you know, watching videos about how to do GarageBand. And for the record, when we say, how do we create a podcast? Aaron's answer to that was, put it in the universe and see if Amy can do it. <laughs> Amy's answer was actual research and like learning. So those two things should be pointed out, <laughs> which is, you know. <laughs> hey, I've enjoyed it. I, thank God. Every week I get to play with, you know, software I didn't know a year ago. So yeah. here we go. Okay. Yeah. We'll call that a, a win. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, what do you think has been the best thing about starting a podcast? Well, because of the type of podcast, because this is obviously a podcast about books and reading, the mm -hmm. best thing is like, I don't, I sometimes I would have mom guilt about taking reading time or I'd mm -hmm. feel like I was taken away from our business or whatever. And now it feels like I have to. Yes. Like, I'm like, this is no, this is like my this second job. Absolutely. So I have to do this. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to feel bad about sitting on the couch for two hours. I have 
have to. So we have given ourselves justification Mm -hmm. for reading, Mm -hmm. which is everything we wanted and more. Yeah. Yeah. Not that we're like making any money from supporting our lifestyle in any way, (laughs) but I'm acting like it's a job. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, fake it till you make it. Absolutely. You know what else I've liked is just discovering um, our listeners. Yes. And the, you know where they find us, how they find us, mm-hmm. um, those that reach out to us. It, it's been really remarkable. You know, I, I knew that would happen sort of in theory, but yet to actually see it happen was yeah. so cool. One of the other fascinating things that Amy has discovered is all kind of analytics for us. Oh God. And when she sends me like the listener report of where yeah. they're listening from, we delight in all we the do. countries Yes, and to think that someone in Turkey mm-hmm. is enjoying this, which shout out yeah. if that's where you are. Amazing. You bet. Yeah. Where, we, we couldn't be happier. We've got listeners all over the world. Aaron. Yes. That Every feels continent. Crazy. Maybe not Antarctica. I don't think there's anybody there. Yeah, maybe not. We I, might hope, not. I hope they're just broadcasting it for the penguins and the yes. penguins just listen to us. That'd be great. That'd be great. That'd be great. I'm all for helping mm-hmm. the penguins out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, now, when you say that, I always imagine um, Bernadette from Where'd You Go, Bernadette, just <laughs> out there in her science, you know, with the scientists. And uh-huh. like, I think, oh, yeah, we'd reach her as a oh, character. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. So total fictional character that of I've course. now imagined being a real listener. <laughs> so that's some... You know, another thing I've liked, um, because we've started this new series of talking with authors, yeah, to that's... just discover like that authors are just book nerds like us. And yes. they just love reading. And that's what made them who they are and that's been so cool that has see. been cool yeah. and what a cool thing that kind of came out organically yeah. like we did not set out to have no, that be a part of it necessarily Mm-mm. um and to have that opportunity and mm-hmm. continue to have that opportunity with authors that some are even reaching out to us yes which is very flattering very flattering makes me feel very good and we accept that so Dancing if you're in an author out there. on that <laughs> First, I thought you said dancing in the sheets. It was like, no, no, wrong, no, wrong song. No, 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 streets to be clear. Street, both 80s songs, different messages, different messages. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, just excitement is what I was trying to get over. And like you were trying to say until I made it weird, was that we happily will talk to authors. So let us know. Yeah, Mm -hmm. what do you think has been one of your favorite memories from this last year? I think it. my favorite memory is kind of all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. And the best part about this is that when we record this, we're right across from each other. We sure are. Like, I'm making eye contact right yep. now. Straight eye contact. And sometimes the look on your face is the best thing that happens to me all week. <laughs> I also like it when we just surprise each other. Yeah. And the actual visual, which I'm sorry, listeners, that you don't see that. but It, it really makes it fun for us. Let's be great. honest. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of what I was going to say, too, is just discovering we could be weird and that we're just super weird together but somehow it still translates to our listeners yeah like the fact that we talked for a good five minutes about cannibals or that you know (laughs) whether or not is that vegan to eat another person (laughs) that we've talked repeatedly about the real weird teachers you've had in your life yeah that's shocking really when i think back on it it really illuminates some parts of your life that you never really really thought about you know yes we've discovered that i have some real weird traumatic issues with games that i never understood why so at some point we're gonna record you getting put under by like a uh psychotherapist and yes get all that to come out yeah Mm mm-hmm so that's been fun. And yes, I absolutely agree because whenever I can make you break mm-hmm. is really the the highlight yes. of the session. And somehow, which I think, the, you know, for the listeners, when we break and we're looking at each other, sometimes it's so hard to come back. Oh, yeah. And that we know each other so well now that we know when one of us is just not going to recover. Not gonna, it's like not it's gonna, over. So we have to step in. Yep. Just yep. take mm-hmm. over. This person is gone. And I'll be honest. Uh, I edit our podcast very lightly, honestly. Yes. Adding some music in, you know, that kind of stuff. Cutting if just very rarely do I make cuts. And those moments where we can't pull it back together, I just let it go. Yeah. That's the gold. We the- want this to be as unfiltered as possible yes. so that you feel like you're with us having the conversation. Mm-hmm. So that has been a question we've gotten is if we yeah. edit or mm-hmm. we write the script and no i mean you can tell at the beginning we have a set way that we begin and end but we don't there is no no editing and part of the joy yeah. is surprising each other both with our picks yes but then also like even when we're asking each other questions at the beginning we don't share what we're going to talk about we yeah. just we just go for it and yes. if there's a laugh god damn it that's wonderful that's that's the stuff that we think you like yes that's stuff we like that's so the stuff we like that stuff stays sure. in yes stuff that might come out is like say i don't know a choking fit <laughs> and or like long pauses where we feel like maybe we aren't you know 
at our best, those might be moments that we take out. But the laughing, you get all that good stuff. Every once in a while, there's a cough, a yeah. sneeze. Because, yeah. you know, we're hum- human beings. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I try not to gross people out. So that's fair. Some of that. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. There was a couple solid episodes last winter of me just <laughs> sick. You couldn't breathe. Yeah. And there was a few moments of heavy breathing that I did cut out <laughs> where you just sounded like the heavy breather on the line that I described <laughs> a few episodes ago when I was a kid. And- See, that's what I love. Yep. I didn't know yep. that. She was yep. saving me from myself and didn't even feel the need to tell me that I sounded creepy. <laughs> you sounded like a heavy breather creepster. Wow. Yeah. That's thank you. You're welcome. See, that's mm-hmm. why we're ride or die. <laughs> I didn't even have to worry about it. Nope. Mm-mm. I don't want you coming off as a creep. Yeah. No. I mean, beyond the regular level of creepiness yeah. that we both have. But, yeah. That's Which I'm us. fine with. Yeah. yeah. I, I embrace that. So this was our first year. Yeah. What are you looking forward to in the next year, Aaron? I mean, just more podcast domination. You bet. I We have goals that yes, I would do. like, you know, we have follower goals, mm-hmm. subscriber goals, mm-hmm. that, but really it's just, this is fun. It is so, so fun. Just keep doing it. Absolutely. I think is my goal. Yes. Come along for the ride if you want. If not, I don't care. I'm doing it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) The perfect marketing message. (laughs) Come along if you want. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. If you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. I mean, whatever. (laughs) Let's be clear. We do enjoy when you're with us and you come along for the ride. I love our listeners dearly. I also discovered how closely Aaron walks the line between threats and jokes on a normal basis. And we've even had listeners say, you know, wow, Erin really threatens her listeners a lot. And I love it because it's absolutely true. It is. I didn't even realize that about myself that much. You had this really dark side. Yeah, that just comes out. Like, if I think, well, listen, if you got a problem with it's it. It's like you're lashing out. Yeah. You're like, oh, you don't like us? Fine. Yeah. Which Fine. no one said. No one said. We've never even had a bad review up to this point that we've noticed or paid oh. attention to. <laughs> So this is all theoretical. It is. Yeah. I'm just preparing myself. You are. I like to be prepared. (laughs) Worst case scenario. Preparedness. You know what I'm looking forward to this year? Mm. Doing some live events. Because we got a big one coming up. Yes. It is a big one. Who would have thought? I know. We did not anticipate this. No. But we were reached out to by the Des Moines Book Festival. We're coming live and in person. We're coming. And we had had this as something we might want to do in the future. Yeah. It just, it happened way faster than we thought it was going to. And it's fantastic. We're yes. really excited about it. We're embracing that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be killer. And by the way, if you haven't heard that, find it on our website. All the details. March 28th. Yes. Coming soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We would love to have you there. We'll even autograph something for you. Will we? Oh, we have to practice our autograph then. Mm -hmm. Should we learn to autograph like other people's names just to throw them off? Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Or like develop like a signature drawing that we do with each one or something. Oh, that's a real point. Yeah. Like if we're going to have fame, we Mm got to run with this. We should do something that's like the antithesis of us is what we sign, you know, like Herman Melville. For sure. Yeah. All the dead white guy authors. Yeah. Let's just do it all. Charles Dickens. James Joyce. Yep. <laughs> like what? And they don't uh, they don't see it until they get home. They're yeah. Like, James Joyce. James what? what? Did I meet James? Yeah. Is this an old book? Is this worth money? <laughs> the answer is no. 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 Just not me. gonna be. Yep. Forge just in us. Away. Yep. Mm-hmm. See? I love it. Forgery. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be That's what we're looking it's for the next year. The next year. In fraud. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Oh, another random thing I didn't realize was how cutthroat you are as a business person and that mm. you have very clearly stated that you want to take down a lot of corporate CEOs. Mm-hmm. And I am all for it. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. I keep waiting for Jeff Bezos to listen and realize yeah, he's got a yeah. real threat on his hands. I know. And I, gosh, dang it. If that guy just doesn't keep coming up with new punches. Right. I am. I'm not going to lie. I'm against the ropes, but <laughs> I'm not out yet. I am not out. <laughs> You got a real shot in this, Aaron. Don't discount yourself. <laughs> I'm your coach on the sideline of the boxing match. Like, you're still in it. You're still in it. Get out there. I'm like, I can't breathe. <laughs> Let me cut your eye. Yeah. I don't know. What? Yeah. Why are you cutting my eye? Because the boxers, they cut the... I don't know. Oh, so I'm the swelling, using... so the... Oh. Yes, yes. I'm using pure boxing movies okay, as okay. my knowledge of boxing. I just didn't know why all of a sudden <laughs> there's, we're all, there's always some eye that has to be cut. And I Fair. don't know why, okay, but I get it I'll now. cut your eye. Okay, you that's okay, great. Thank great. you. Yeah. I appreciate you jumping right on that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, that's some of our thoughts on that the is, first year. It is. And it's perfect 
that the theme we chose is revisiting one of our earliest themes. Yes. Haters gonna hate. Because they are. And there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. In that first episode, we recommended some real awful people. Yeah. But they, the books were written so well that we loved the characters. Yeah. I think that's where we're going again today. And to be clear, we're talking about the characters that we hate. Uh, not yeah, the, yeah. the author. Oh, no, 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 no. So talented For that you sure. did this. We love it. Yes. Just talking about the author. Good clarification. The character. Yeah. Especially since we were just talking about you taking down... CEOs and me cutting your eye. Just right. so, just so, you know, clear. just so we're clear. Just so we're clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Well, my fiction pick yeah. is actually an older book from 1961. Whoa. Yeah. That doesn't happen very often. It does not. This is called The Prime of Miss Jean Brody, and it's huh. by Muriel Spark. Okay. This is set in the 1930s in Scotland. There are six 10-year-old girls, and they are assigned Miss Brody as their teacher. Okay. Miss Brody likes to teach by telling her girls about her love life her travels, the things she thinks about art history, classical education. She even talks about how fascism is a good idea. And remember, this is leading up to World War II. Yeah. So she's talking a lot about Mussolini, how Mm -hmm. great he is. Mm -hmm. She tells him all the time, I'm in my prime. It's the prime of Miss Jean Brody. Wow. By her influence, the six girls become this sort of clique in school, this elite set of girls. They're known as the Brody set. Oh. And the novel jumps back and forth in time. And we learn early on that the girls in the future are in various ways impacted by, you know, this terrible teacher throughout their lives. Yeah. And one of them becomes the ultimate person who betrays Miss Brody. And I'm putting betrays in quotes because this is a very dramatic woman who is, you know, viewing this as betrayal. Right, right, right. So at the same time that they have Miss Brody as their teacher, they also have music and art teachers who are men who form a love triangle with Miss Brody. And Miss Brody is telling all the kids the details of this love triangle. Like one of them is married, one of them is not. She's talking about all the sex and everything to these 10 year old girls. Yeah. As they get a little older, Miss Brody keeps in touch with the girls, even though she's no longer their teacher. She invites them to her home. She invites them to the homes of her lovers, their former teachers. She has them pose for portraits. And at one point, she picks one of the girls who she thinks is the most beautiful and tries to pimp her out to the lovers. She encourages another one to run away to fight the Spanish Civil War. As you do, I guess. So... Honestly, Miss Brody is terrible. Yeah. She is a terrible teacher. Mm -hmm. She's a terrible role model. She fully takes advantage of her position to sort of just model these kids for her own amusement. Yeah. Um, But the way the book is written from the vantage points of each of these different girls, we, we get that early. We know that she's awful. Right. And we also see why the girls are enamored of her. They are fascinated by her and they kind of want to be her in some ways, even as they start to realize like she is manipulating them in some real bad ways. Um, So she's fully a character we love to hate. This is a really slim book. Oh, I'm getting a visual. Yeah. Ooh. It's real skinny. See? Wow. Very short. Yeah. Um, it's a very quick read, but there's tons of stuff in here. There was also a movie adaptation, I think, oh. in the later 60s, starring uh, Maggie Smith, oh. the the woman that's in Downton Abbey, the, the yeah. countess. Um, I haven't seen that movie. I okay. imagine it's wonderful if yeah. it's Maggie Smith. Uh, but yeah, it's a terrific wow. book that uh, is going to disgust you about this teacher how did you come across this book uh, actually from my mfa program okay yeah one of uh, one of my mentors recommended uh i read that i think in part because he really liked how each of the characters were written and yeah. how the the author went about characterizing these people um it's yeah it's really fascinating in that way wow mm-hmm. and Very maybe how to like paint someone who's really reprehensible right in a way that you're still invested you know you you want to read and find out what happens i think that's why this theme is so great and people really like it is because that's a real talent to write an unlikable character it's a hell of a lot easier to write a likable character yes and unlikable it's so weird because that's actually more relatable usually so much is even when yeah they maybe go a little far yeah um i think you can identify with them in so many ways and the fact that oftentimes women are labeled unlikable yes. in so many more ways yes. than men are yes. really can draw you in. Yeah. I think. yeah. Well, that's kind of an interesting tie into the book I picked because some of the, when this book came out, there was a lot of discussion about likable characters. Oh. Uh, this book is called Problems by Jade Sharma. It was published in 2016. Um, and the main character, her name is Maya, and she is like a train wreck like you can't believe so she's married but she works this kind of dead-end job at a bookstore it's not going anywhere her husband's a bartender she also happens to be having an affair with a professor of hers while she was in her 
MFA program. Um, she has a heroin problem oh. on the side. Okay. So right. just really, you get the feeling that nothing is going well and not just in like the, Oh, my life isn't going well, but just really she's in a deep kind of despair mm-hmm. and depression. And the book itself is written. It's not chapters. It's like paragraphs. Oh. So it's basically like train of thought the whole yeah. time. So you're getting a story and then there might be a little tangent about something else. And then it goes back to that story. So you're really living with this character, which is, I think, what makes it so impactful mm-hmm. and so interesting. Um, I really, really, really think that there's a lot to be said about this book in terms of an addiction book. Yeah. Except that she took a lot of those tropes that we usually see in addiction about being redeemed or mm-hmm. what redemptive qualities, how that means like you made up for all those mistakes and kind of turns that on its head. Ooh. Like, do you have to make up for that yeah. or were they just yeah. mistakes? Yes. Um, and there's a lot in there about being alone, particularly about being a female alone. Um, but you really feel like you get in this character's head and it feels so relatable. And then when you take a step back, you're like, oh, she's she's not likable because yeah, she's yeah. making bad decisions mm-hmm. and she's doing things that are hurt to people so you you don't want to feel like you're siding with her but you can see so much of yourself that it's hard not to mm-hmm. so a lot of the you know um reviews criticism things i read about the book had a lot to say about that this author kind of took that idea of a likable character and turned it around mm-hmm. like what actually does make a likable character I love that so much yeah, yeah it was fascinating and the book is propulsive i mean you just want to keep reading because you're like oh my god and because there's no like that thing that readers do, you know, like I'm at a chapter yeah, end, so yeah. I'll pause. Like, so it's just all that way. There's yeah. no chapter breaks. Yeah. Okay. And it's, yeah. it's relatively short. It's mm-hmm. like 187 pages, I think. So, you know, you really get caught up in it, yeah. but it is, it's not like anything I've read before. Wow. Um, this author is very talented. I will tell you that it is very blunt and it is very raw. So if that, if you kind of like your stuff served, maybe, you know, kind of covered, then a little more cooked than yeah, raw yeah yeah i don't know if that was a good analogy i know i think that's where kind I of went. Going okay. with. Yeah, yeah like if you if you're not prepared for like a bluntness or rawness yeah. this probably would turn you yeah. off because it's just i mean it is train of thought this is what someone's thinking so if you think about yourself and thoughts that you would never want anyone else to know those are the things that are on the paper um one of the quotes by this author that i love is behind every crazy woman is a man sitting very quietly saying what i'm not doing anything <laughs> Which I just love. That is amazing. Isn't that great? Yes. So the the other part of this story is is relatively sad. The author of this book, um, she died in July of 2019. Oh, no. Um, it sounds like she had some personal struggles. Oh. Uh, and I read some of the things that were written in her honor after mm-hmm. the fact. Um, and it sounds like she grew up in a military family, so she moved around a lot. Um, she ended up getting her GED, but then also ended up getting into an MFA program in creative writing at the New School, mm-hmm. which is a university in yeah. New York. So like, that's a big that's accomplishment. A big one, yeah. But a lot of people maybe drew parallels when this book came out to her, the main character, different parts sure. of her life. But um, So it sounds like by all means, and when I read this book, I had the exact same feeling, and I obviously don't know her personally, but I had the feeling of loss and sadness because it was such a unique voice and it seemed like such a tragedy that we're not going to have anything else from her Um, because it was just a different way of writing it was something so honest and you you know if you know anything about the industry sometimes you kind of crave that like you're not writing to a trend you're not writing what people want to hear you're just writing and Mm -hmm. that's what this felt like and it felt really honest and true and kind of sad that there's not going to be any follow-up to it but I picked it for this because, man, yeah, you don't like that character, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you do, mm-hmm. which I think is that trick of the haters going to hate. Yeah, absolutely. A lot yeah. of times we hate the things we're afraid of. So, Oh, that's good Lord. We need to make that a sticker. Yes. We need to quote you yeah. out in the world. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. I think yeah. that's absolutely accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, the things that we're fearing are maybe why we say it's unlikable. Yes. You know, we, yeah. We why throw would labels. never be that way. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We throw labels there to make sure mm-hmm. that we're distancing ourselves from mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Well, I, my next other genre pick has no bearing on reality Oh, whatsoever. okay. Good. Yeah. So a little bit of a turn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a graphic novel. Um, it's called The Wicked and the Divine. Oh. Um, it's a continuing series of graphic novels starting in 2014. Okay. Still going. Uh, authors are Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey. 
the story follows a young girl named Laura in London, um, and she is obsessed with the Pantheon. And the Pantheon is a group of 12 young people who discover that they're reincarnated gods. Oh. This is a phenomenon which happens every 90 years, and it's called the recurrence. So at the beginning of this book, the recurrence has happened, and the young people that have been chosen uh, discover who they are, discover that they are reincarnated Mm -hmm. gods, and they discover they have supernatural powers. They also discover, even more than gods, they can be famous. So several of them become rock stars. Some become modern uber celebrities, reality stars. There's posters, there's merchandise, there's interviews, there's reality shows. Wow. But here's the catch. The young people that are reincarnated as gods, they're going to die in two years. Like they have a very short time span for this reincarnation and for the rest of their lives. Okay. So in their minds, they're like, why not go crazy? Why not take full advantage of this? Why not use their powers? Why not live as ultimate famous people, you know? So as you might expect, there is a lot of bad behavior. Sure. Yeah. And the gods who have come back to life in these young bodies are honestly just terrible. They are selfish. They know this happens, you know, and they know they have a limited amount of time in this body and this body. So they're like, let's just, let's do it. Yeah. Um, They're selfish. They're mean. They think they're above everyone in part because they are in so many ways. But at the same time, they're fascinating. So you get why that teenage girl, Laura, the main character is obsessed, especially when you meet my favorite character, who is Lucifer, as in the devil. As in Satan. <laughs> as in not, not today, Satan. <laughs> as in yes, today, Satan. As in get on in back. here. Get on in here, get y'all. Get here, y'all. Satan's here. He wants a piece. <laughs> what just happened? I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> okay, me too. You turned into like a Southern housewife. I don't know. <laughs> Get in here, Satan. Get in here, Satan. Get in here, y'all. That should be like a Real Housewives tagline. Yeah. Like if you, you know, get on in here, Satan. Get on in here, Satan. I made a fresh pecan pie. <laughs> I have no idea. That was such I a stereotype. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> but it was real funny. Oh, man. So, yeah, it's Lucifer. Uh, Lucifer used to be a normal 18-year-old named Eleanor Rigby, as in the name of the Beatles song. Wow. And then she became Lucer, Lucifer, and she is glorious. Let me show you how glorious. Oh, oh, I get another visual. Get another so many visual. visuals today. Let me show mm-hmm, you a picture mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. this glorious Lucifer. Okay, okay. Oh, oh. Very she's sort got of androgynous. David Bowie. Indeed, she look, does, Aaron. doesn't she? She does. Yeah, That's yeah. why I wanted to show this uh-huh, to you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a very sort of like, yep, yep, yep. Androgynous David Bowie kind of look. Yeah, definitely. So I am here for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see why this picture gripped you in right Uh away. uh Uh So Lucifer, um, she spots some potential with Laura and she needs some help. So she offers Laura divinity in exchange for help. So that starts the whole storyline of where we're going from there. She has the power to pull fire out anytime she wants. That's a great power. So yeah, like a satanic fire breathing David Bowie. It's everything I could want. Yeah, I don't. Wow. So this series has some gods in the form of teenagers that are often terrible. Mm. But we mm-hmm. we hate them, but yet we love them. And that's exactly yeah. what it's sort of almost a comment on fame in some ways. Yes. It's a comment on, you know, the this weird addiction we have to youth and to glorious, you know, glorifying younger people. And mm-hmm. it, it, there's so much here. It's really rich. And yeah, it's it's quick reads too, but it's uh, there's a lot of depth to it as well. It reminds me a lot when you said, you know, they have reality shows and stuff, and we all know that I'm a re- reality mm-hmm. TV connoisseur. And I feel like part of that is there's, there's always a villain. There's always someone yes. that needs to be hated mm-hmm. because they bring the drama. You know, everybody acts like they hate them, but they really love them. And I, I sometimes wonder kind of in the same idea that is that sometimes we kind of do that as a defense mechanism, we right? Do. Like, oh, we got, if everybody's hating this person, mm-hmm. then I can skate by free and clear. Yep. At least I'm not that bad. Yes. I'm not that person over there. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And probably when you get to know a lot of these people, I mean, I'm sure some of them are terrible, but there's probably a lot of them that aren't. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure so many people that that have been put up is unlikable yes. in so many ways or villains. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that once you dig a little deeper, you realize, oh, Story isn't that simple. Come on over here and have some pecan pie Pie. with me. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
have no idea where this southern thing came from, I but I love either. it. You started it because you said y'all. I did. Now we can't get so it it's out my of our fault. Heads. And now I, we got this y'all. With and I Satan. didn't know that I had a y'all just waiting yeah. to come out of me. If Satan was in this, would yeah. he be wearing overalls? Because <laughs> I love to think of his little hooves sticking out of the bottom of a pair of bibs. <laughs> Would it be like, you know, like old school, like farmer overalls mm-hmm. or would it be like hipster overalls? No, no, not hipster okay. overalls. Right. Old school yeah, farmer yeah. Yep. overalls. Yeah, for sure. Hooves out the bottom. Hooves out the bottom. Yeah. Horns up top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the t-shirt right there. Hooves out the bottom. Horns, horns up, up top. <laughs> God. I don't know how we're not millionaires. I don't either. <laughs> wow. Well. I'm going to take a hard turn. Oh, okay. All for right. my other That's genre fair. pick. Um, this is actually a fiction book, but it, it I picked it for other genre because of the way that it's written. Okay. Um, the formatting of it. So this was published in 2018. It's called Fire Sermon by Jamie Quattro. And this basically reads like a journal. Like it feels like you're Ooh. reading a diary and then sometimes you're reading um, email or letter exchanges Ooh, between two yeah. people. Okay. So this tells the story of Maggie, who's been married for 20 years. Mm-hmm. She's got the two kids. Um, her and her husband, both very intelligent. You know, they both have good jobs. But she seems to feel like she's lacking something in that relationship. And she assigns that lacking to be more like academic, higher level discussions. That seems to be where it comes out. So enter this poet, James, oh, that no. she meets. And they start having these intellectual discussions that soon blossom into something else of course they do Mm -hmm. so basically the whole pull and push of the book is that maggie is also an evangelical oh so this affair that she's having with james is throwing everything into question for both of them and a lot of their exchanges have to do with morality or right or wrong or how you reconcile that so it's really interesting because there's times where it almost takes this preachy tone Mm -hmm. and then there's times where it takes the answer for that like yeah but if that's true what does that mean so it's a really interesting back and forth it almost sounds like essays written to each other yes yeah yeah, kind of and you don't i at least did not find maggie likable Mm -hmm. for a good portion of the book because you're like okay lady you're bored and you know that kind of typical you're a stereotype almost yeah yeah yeah. Uh and not willing to kind of put yourself in that position Mm -hmm. um but then you know as you read it more you kind of admire what she's doing in the sense that she's really exploring all these ideas and what that means and how the other actions in her life should line up Mm -hmm. based on that feeling so i will tell you it's it's a quick book too. It's like 200 pages. I read it in one sitting. Oh, wow. Because you kind of just keep going yeah. because of the letter diary feeling. Mm-hmm. You kind of need to know what's going on. Um, and then when I got done, I had a feeling for a long time um, that I didn't love it. Hmm. I thought, oh, I don't know. And then I kind of turned a corner and thought, mm-hmm. that is the genius of that book. So that is also, this book is also when I learned not to rate things on Goodreads until yes. like a month later. Yes. Because sometimes my initial reaction, feeling is uh-huh. like, Meh, and then mm-hmm. and then I think about it more and maybe I reread a section or I think about some part or something else reminds me of it. And I think, oh my gosh, actually, yeah. that was genius. And isn't that wonderful when you can sit with it for a while yes. and realize, God damn, yeah, that was genius. Yeah. So this is another one. There's some. There's. It's very raw. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of vulnerability in it. Not like the first book, problems. That one's just more blunt in your face. This mm-hmm. is more. There's a lot of emotion and emotional intelligence involved mm-hmm. in it. Um, but you know, has the same kind of effect where you feel very reflective and, and like, how do I feel about that? Where yeah. do I fall? Or yeah. like, do I agree with James? Do I agree with Maggie? Her husband? Where am I at in this scenario? So I'm getting hot and heavy over poetry. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, right? I mean, so, and also, I should mention James is a formalist poet, which means he's like very strict rules. Like, so that kind of creates an odd part of it, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yeah. You picked two books that are kind of similar in that way, and the propulsiveness in the way that they're written. Yeah, they are. Yeah, different. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? What? Pop culture wise. I've got a doozy of a hate relationship. (laughs) In overalls? (laughs) It should be. Dang it. Really? Mm -hmm. But no, it's American Psycho, the movie from 2000. Oh. So cast your mind back, everyone. Before Christian Bale was Batman, before he won 
was it a one Oscar? He's won at least one Oscar yes. since yes. then. Yeah. He's yes. been nominated, I think, like yeah. 50 times. And I mean, can we just pause for a second yeah. and talk about Christian Bale? God. That guy is talented. That is, he is very talented. I mean, think of the range of characters mm-hmm. that guy has played. Mm-hmm. And they're all phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I've never watched a performance by him and been like, you kind of phone that in or you know <laughs> no never or that no. seems like who you are in real and life sometimes like, he makes a movie like yes. a movie can be meh uh-huh. but then you're just riveted by him yeah he's very incredible i know that this is a weird example to draw but when i saw him in ford versus ferrari yeah unbelievable performance like that was a big part of that movie for me i was just like that guy if you see pictures of the actual person he was playing and you listen like they have recordings of him in interviews mm-hmm. you're like he just took that over and he can disappear into people. Like you talked yes. about when he was uh, Cheney, right? In yeah. The one yeah. Yeah. Where you, you don't even realize it's him at no. first. No. Yeah. yeah. He just takes it over. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. No, that's American okay. American Psycho. I mean, he's given us 20 years since this. Yeah. A glorious film. Woo! And this one from the year 2000. Picture him as a 1980s Wall Street douche. Done. Yeah. Now picture him as this sort of Gordon Gecko type dude who happens to be a serial killer, too. More intrigued. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> so he plays Patrick Bateman, who is a rich asshole in his late 20s, who has the world open to him pretty much. But it's so empty. And he says that very early on. He's like, there's just nothing here. I may you know, focus on my body. I may do all this, but there's just nothing here. Mm-hmm. So he's this super hot, very hot, rich guy um, surrounded by other guys like him. And he kills because he can get away with it. Because why not? You know, Um, it sounds pretty dark and it totally is. But there's also this incredibly funny thread throughout the whole thing. Like every every so often there's just this scene where you're laughing at the characters. You're laughing with the characters. It is ridiculous in that way. Um, It it sort of makes fun of men of this kind um it makes fun of society though of like our vapid natures kind of as people Mm -hmm. um there's this running joke throughout where people call each other by the wrong name because they're all these rich white assholes that look the same (laughs) so it's incredible and in some ways this helps them get away with stuff too right so it's so great um the movie is based on a book by brett easton ellis and I read that. It is a tough, tough read. It is highly graphic. So I don't know if I would recommend that to our listeners, but I do recommend this book. Um, what I think makes it incredible is that it was written and directed by a woman, too. So it gives it a oh, different Oh, I didn't know spin. that. Yes, okay. Mary Heron. Um, she sort of lifts these ideas of masculinity that come from the book and this sort of like rich bro culture, and she turns them into these jaw-dropping moments of just humor and violence but everything is sort of earned if that makes Mm, sense yeah absolutely yeah so you hate patrick bateman um there's so much to hate but you can't take your eyes off of him in part because it's christian bale and that's just who he is he's magnetic in that way yeah but also this character is just so rich Mm -hmm. too um the rest of the cast is incredible too there's justin thoreau and jared leto are a few of the wall street bros both great yes reese witherspoon and samantha mathis are two of the vapid girls attached to these dudes And there is a scene where Patrick Bateman puts on Huey Lewis, explains the utter brilliance of the song Hip to be Square, while dancing and grabbing an axe and then killing Jared Leto. That's... It's everything you can want and more. Yeah. There's also a a constant refrain when he's trying to get out of uncomfortable situations where he says, I have to return some videotapes just over and over. (laughs) And I don't know why, but it makes me laugh every single time. Because it's... I just have to return some videotapes. Sorry. Just gotta go. That's, I wish we could still use that excuse. Yeah, me too. But it was pretty valid it at one was. time. I there mean, were those late, late charges. were rough. They were real. Yeah. Um, a great tidbit I learned this week is that Christian Bale found his inspiration for this character by watching a Tom Cruise appearance on David Letterman because he said he saw in Tom Cruise this very intense friendliness with nothing behind the eyes. Wow. Yeah. If I didn't like Christian Bale before. Yeah. Which, when you see or when you hear that and then you watch the movie, it totally makes sense, but it also gives this whole other level to Ooh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, highly recommend I have the to, movie. I need to watch it. I yeah. have actually never seen that movie because of the book. Mm-hmm. And no, it's a very different animal. And there okay. are definitely scenes of blood and yeah. violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nothing we haven't seen in other movies. It's right. not nearly as. Like, I had to stop the book when yeah. I was reading it, you know, many years ago. And it was, yeah, it was a little too much. Yeah. Oh, go for it. Gonna. Wow. All right. Well, my pop culture pick this week is one that Amy and I both love. Oh, Amy loves it as well. 
um, this this show started in 2016, and it just finished its final and second season, mm-hmm. which is sad to mm-hmm. say, in 2019. It won a bunch of awards. It sure did. Stars Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Ugh. I'm talking about Fleabag. Yeah, you are. If you have not heard of this show, God. you are in for a treat, my friend. And, you know, for a while I was hearing like mention of this and I wasn't getting what it was. So I didn't yeah, watch it. Yeah. And then when I Same. gave in, mm-hmm. oh, my God, it is. First of all, she's a comedic genius. She is hilarious. Yes. This is actually this um, show is based on a one woman show she did by the. Uh, uh, Which, can you by the same name, that? Like the no. one woman show. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah, that kind of. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a lot. But basically, it follows this character who we only know as Fleabag mm-hmm. um, around as she tries to navigate her life dealing with this very severe tragedy that's happened to her. So while that sounds kind of dark, and there is a maybe a very dark thread underneath, it is brilliant and hilarious. Yes. And most of the time, it's like just real life. It really is awkward situations that we all get ourselves into, frustrating people trying to deal with it and just a great sense of humor i know if you tell me that you like the show then i know we're on the same wavelength because i could see how there could be things in there that people would be like oh i didn't like it but oh my gosh one of my favorite scenes is when she surprises her boyfriend in the shower with a knife like she's gonna attack him like they, they, he said he wanted more surprises in their relationship. <laughs> she took this to mean like a death threat. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Basically, like he was tagging him in the shower. He has such a visceral, scared reaction, and then just sits and cries. And she has to like comfort him. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's like it's fine. It's fine. I just thought I was gonna die. I don't, the comedic genius in that scene. Yeah, I, I can't express enough how much I love it. Mm-hmm. But it won a bajillion Emmys it as it should. As it should have. It's so sad that that was the last season. I don't Can know why they went to more. Priest. Yes. So this, you've probably, even if you haven't seen the show, you've probably heard this referenced in pop culture in some way in the last year. Because there's a character in the mm-hmm. second season mm-hmm. that is a priest, and there becomes just a really interesting relationship between the two yes. of them. Yeah. That is super hilarious as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's dreamy. And so I picked it for this theme because it's a character that you're not supposed to like. For sure. But you end up liking like yes. a lot of these characters because mm-hmm. they're real. So and, you know, sometimes she's kind of the worst mm-hmm. and you still love her for it. Absolutely. And I think that's the genius of writing characters is to make them real, but then relatable. And mm-hmm. so then they can't always be likable. It doesn't work. So there's some great, you know, the people sometimes in those things, what's great is that the people that are supposedly doing everything right are the people you end up hating that you don't like. But And I think part of it, I mean, she, she regularly breaks like the fourth wall and talks to us. Yes. Which is part of the reason I think she endears herself to, or we are endeared towards her. Yes. Because of that direct connection, mm-hmm. which she's almost using us as like, get a load of this kind of stuff, like the office or something, yes. but it's much more personal. Yeah. There, I was thinking this week of that scene at the beginning of one of the episodes where she's on a train and everybody's sort of wincing to this music. Yes. And then at the end, she's like, I think I'm getting my period this week. Yeah. Like, see, <laughs> yes. we can get that. Yes. And, you know, there's something um, I think that's the genius of it, too. Why it's funny yeah. is because there's these dark moments and then she's kind of bringing you in on it. Like, mm-hmm. can you see how yes. hilarious this is, yes. even though it's actually maybe terrible and sad or mm-hmm. it's, you know, you're kind of along for that ride and you can't help but. There's also it. Olivia Coleman yes. plays the stepmother when she steals that. Oh my god! And Olivia Coleman, we've talked about before, is on the oh, Crown and the yes. Favorite. Um, she plays a real character you hate yes. as well. And yes. It's wonderful. It is delightful. Like the passive aggressive. Like she belongs in the Midwest mm-hmm. with her passive Absolutely. aggressive. Yes. Glory. Yeah. Uh huh. Hundred percent. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. Great. It's real quick now because you just get both seasons and there you go. Yeah. So it's kind of a gift to you that you don't have to wait the three years in between. <laughs> So you're welcome. Again, constantly thinking of you. Yeah, that's you, all the we listeners. do. Yeah. That's all we do. Mm-hmm. Think about you and Satan and overalls. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about y'all and Satan and overalls. It's pecan pie. God, I, our poor I, think we, I think we need to look at our analytics again and see how many people listen to us from the South. I was just and if we say, need to cut a lot of this that we've just done. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or if we don't, yeah. just a general apology yeah. to everyone. You know what? Let's just apologize because I want to yeah. keep it in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sometimes things are funny that aren't don't feel good. Okay? So there it is. <laughs> again, you're getting real defensive against this imaginary complaint. 
<laughs> our imaginary southern faction That's of listeners right. that we don't even know if the it southern exists. Faction, yep, they're no. strong. They're Either strong. way, if you feel offended, yeah. I apologize. Yes, that was not my intention. My intention okay. was to make you laugh and think about <laughs> Satan and overalls. That's it. That was my whole point. And really, that is a gift to everyone. The picture and of Satan I will and stand by that until I die. Great. Okay. <laughs> you notice I have no oh, breaks. God, no, not at all. <laughs> Well, the good news is that whether you like us or not, we're going to be back next Wednesday. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> and for the last year or so, we have been reminding you of where we exist yes. online at the mm-hmm. end of each episode. But we thought we'd break it or we'd, we'd change it up a little bit. Yeah. You know where to find us. You know where to find us. And you know what? Somebody pretty great found us. Sure did. They wrote us a wonderful review. Mm-hmm. We're going to call her KC. Yeah. So that we're not giving anything away. Yeah. Because so, maybe she wants to remain anonymous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if I, she does, that's baller. That's super baller. Yeah. Again, don't know where that word super came from. Good, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I, I bet ever. She likes Satan in overalls. I bet she likes pecan pie. <laughs> I don't think ever in our history have I heard you use the word baller, but I like it. Well, I'm going to read this one because it references Amy specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think, mm-hmm. you know. And this was, uh, she gave, she sent us an email. She sent us an email. Mm-hmm. As we've asked you to do, we will have to. You could be one of these people you could that be one of share these. your yes. thoughtful words. Okay, here we go. I just started listening, but I'm getting a little freaked out because I think Amy might actually be me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't work from home, but I love sci-fi and dystopian novels are my all-time favorite. We share the same views on marriage and kids, and I also have an unnatural love for Quentin Tarantino. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on here, but I'm skeptical and I've got my eye on YouTube broads. I love the pod so far. Thanks. I love the fact that she expressed her love, but also her deep skepticism. (laughs) And this is like our perfect listener. <laughs> it really is. Casey, you nailed it. You nailed us. Yeah. And as I said in my response, I mean, maybe we are the same. Um, I'm a little freaked out as well. Yeah. Um, I don't like the idea of a doppelganger out there, but you know what? No. If it's you, Casey, I think it's okay. You obviously have great taste. Absolutely. So, yeah. So if you want to be yeah. like Casey, you can find us Facebook, Twitter, all those places, email, all mm-hmm. of those good things. You sure can. But in the meantime, happy reading. I'm up again. Same night, another dream. Before trying this recording thing, I didn't remember much of anything of these dreams. I didn't remember much from any of the women. And one night of doing this, and it's broken things open. The dreams are, they're in me, and they're they're coming out of me, and... Talk to me. I am not broken. I am the most whole, most real. Their despair. I cause their despair. I wait for the word. I wait for the word. Witch. 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 Look at the mad woman in her cage. She was a woman with holes inside her. That was the heaviest factor. The final evidence. The heart of the issue. Somehow, you understand this. You. You. You hear me. Wherever you are, whatever this is, you... This isn't a dream journal anymore. It's not. That's just, it's just fact. (laughs) Because now this is, this is some sort of record. What are these dreams? Maybe there's a better question. Who are these women? Weird Woman is a Broads and Books production. All nine episodes are available January 10th. Listen and subscribe to Weird Woman on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. That's W-Y-R-D Woman, wherever you listen to podcasts.